All right, let's all stand. We're going to go to the Word tonight, Genesis chapter 26. We're moving on to uh, the radical relationship that God had with Abraham is now being passed on to Isaac. And Isaac has not accepted that yet, but it is still having an effect on his life. It took Isaac a little while, and it's the way it is with all of us. And uh, so... This is this is part of the this is the beginning of the story of Isaac and the continuing the radical relationship with the children of Israel the 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 family here at the beginning and it's verse two through five here. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, "Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I want you to listen to this. And I will and I will be with you, and bless you." For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. And I want you to pay special attention to this. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my requirements, my commands, my decrees, and my laws. Let's pray. Father, we just ask tonight that you would help us to hear and learn from your servant Abraham who walked with you and knew you in a radical way, Father. And I pray tonight that we would just listen and hear and obey. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. We've seen, we talked this morning about the relationship that Abraham had. And if you read these first, the very first verse here, uh, Isaac is in this place and he's kind of in a tough spot because there's a famine going on and he doesn't know what to do. And so uh, he, he, like his father, these, these families, these big families, they had all these sheep, they had family, they had people working for them. And it wasn't like, you know, just a family moving in. When they moved in, it was gobs of people gobs of possessions. And if you saw someone coming over the hill with a great big herd of sheep and a great big caravan of people, it would make you a little bit nervous. It would be like if uh, 500 people moved into Marshville all at once and they bought a whole bunch of land out in the suburbs or whatever. You'd be like, who are they and what are they doing here? And this is the way that it was. And so when Isaac and, and his family would roll in, people would be kind of, what's going on? And they're kind of in a funny spot here. And God appears to Isaac and says, trust me. Do what I'm asking you to do, and uh, uh, you can trust me in this. And I want you to listen to why he says he's going to do this. He says he's going to do these things for Isaac's, Isaac, and he tells him why. And it's not because of the relationship that he has with Isaac here, because he doesn't have that close relationship yet. He is doing what he is going to do for Isaac. He tells him the reason is because of the relationship your father had with me. And so I was reading this, and this verse 5, I mean, just jumped off the page at me. And it tells three things that Abraham had in his radical relationship with God. 
And so I'm just going to start off through here, and we're going to talk about these three things. The first thing that Abraham did was, it says that he listened. He said, I'm going to do all these blessings. I'm going to give you all these things because of what Abraham did. And it says the first thing he did was he listened. Uh, We live in a world where nobody likes to listen. We like to talk. We like to make sure everybody knows what we think about everything. We want everybody to know everything that we're doing. We want to broadcast our lives everywhere, but we do not like uh, to listen. And And I think it's interesting that most of the story about Abraham is there is not much said about what Abraham says. It's not like Paul, and we have lots of letters of Paul giving, uh, you know, long dialogues of what he thinks and things like that, and we need those, but we don't see that in Abraham. Abraham is not someone who gives us great long passages of insight. Uh, It mostly tells the story of Abraham, and most of what Abraham did was listen It's not like even like King David. King David had lots of psalms. Solomon has lots of psalms and things like that. I mean, uh, lots of uh, writings and things like that. But this is just the story of of, of Abraham. And it's not a perfect life. There were some things that he had problems with, and God tried to teach him through that. But Abraham is not known for his speaking. He is known for his listening. He is known for doing what God says when God says to do him. And, uh, and so it shows that, uh, that this is one of the things that made him uh, dear to God. And one of the things that made him dear to God was he was a listener. Do you ever notice how little listening goes on in the world today? Uh, we like to talk and we like to not listening. We like to, we like to not listen. Uh, you ever watch somebody while you're talking? Lots of times they just can't wait for you to shut up so they can say. You ever watch somebody like that that they're just watching you so they can, they're not listening to a word you're saying. They're just waiting for you to shut up so that they can jump in. Have you ever noticed your kids when you talk to them? Uh, if, you, if you talk to them and let's just say you say like, Johnny, don't put the cat in the dryer. It'll kill the cat. Do you know what Johnny heard? And I'm not, I'm not talking about Johnny. I just, I'm just, but that's probably, that's probably something that has happened in your house. But you know what Johnny heard? You know what little Johnny heard? He heard Johnny don't blah, 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 blah. Okay. He heard Johnny don't. And as soon as he heard Johnny don't, he's just like us. He started thinking of what his rebuttal was going to be. Well, it's, it's fun. It'll be fun to listen to the cat and all this stuff. It'll be fun to, to hear the cat go blumpity blump, blump, blump. But what he did not hear was this might kill the cat. And parents, isn't that annoying when you tell your kids stuff? When you say, hey, don't, and they immediately don't hear the rest of it, it kind of reminds me of, oh, I don't know, us. When God says something to us, uh, sometimes we think that God says, when we have like the, uh, in the world we live in, the, the, the Ten Commandments are like these terrible, terrible things. The, we say, thou shalt not, and people just immediately just cut God off and start saying why I can. I was going down through the Ten Commandments, and uh, 
one of the one of the uh, one of the Ten Commandments is remember the Sabbath. And as soon as you say that, people will go in, well, this is the only day I can do this, and this is the only day I can do that, and la, 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 and, and we have so many things going on, and all these things that we're doing, and all this time we spend here, and, and, and we just need to rest. But you know that if you read the rest of that verse, it says, so that you can rest. If we just listen to what God says, you know, he always finishes it up with, thou shalt not because of these really good things but we just hear thou shalt not and we start bulling up and telling god what our rights are and really if we would listen it'd be just like we are with our kids it's not that it's not that we have anything i mean it's not that we care that they put the cat in there we just don't want the cat to die and it's not that god wants bad things for us he wants good things for us and if we would just listen long enough we would hear the good things I came up with another one. The, the word says uh, that we're to give, that we're to give a full tithe. And you say, Pastor, you just want our money. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if you say what the word says, people will immediately, before you finish the rest of it, they'll say, well, we can't do this. We're barely making it the way it is. And we've got stuff we've got to pay for. And we, it takes a lot of stuff to be me. And, and so I've got to do this. And we're just barely living check to check. And, and I don't know how we're going to make it. And, and what we really need is for God to bless me. And that would really come in handy. You know, instead of me blessing God, it'd really be nice if God would, you know, sell some of them cattle on a thousand hills and bless me. And it'd really be nice if God would bless me. And I don't know how I can be a blessing to God. It'd really be nice if God blessed me. Do you know if you read the rest of what it says there god says if you'll give the full tithe he says i will open up the floodgates of heaven on you and if we ask we say oh i want a blessing if we would just listen we would hear the rest of what god wants to say and so we need to be in a place where we can listen And Abraham had this radical relationship with God because he got to the place that he could listen, that he could hear what God wanted him to say. We need to have, I think lots of times we think that praying is just me spouting off to God all the things that I need, that he already knows I need. We should be spending time in prayer just listening because if we listen, God's going to speak to us. And so this is one of the things, this, this made the list of the reasons that God was going to bless Isaac was because what his dad did, and he said, I love your dad, and me and your dad had this radical relationship because he listens. That's what Cindy says to people all the time. That's the reason I love Brian so much, because he listens. I don't think you've probably ever said that. Okay, but you know... I just can't hear anymore is my problem. I, 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 I listen, but I can't hear. But anyway, he says, he says the reason I love, one of the reasons I love your dad so much, Isaac, is because he listens, okay? And God's really showing his heart here of what brings him into this radical relationship. The second thing he did, he said he obeyed. We have a real shortage of listeners. We have an even bigger shortage of obeyers, people who obey There are all sorts of people all over America and the world who go to church and they listen and they hear, but they walk out the door and they never allow the things that God says to change them. They hear it and they think about it 
and then they go ahead and do whatever they want to do. Listening is important, but obeying is more important. Uh, Abraham, God asked him to sacrifice his son, and I imagine that Abraham probably said, God, I want to make sure I'm hearing you right. And when he asked him, he went ahead and, and got ready and, and was all ready to sacrifice uh, uh, his, his son. And, and God said, okay, it's done, stop. You ever notice that God never deals in hypotheticals? God never says, what would you do if this was the situation? God always says, this is the situation. This is what you do. Are you going to do it? In the world we live in, everybody always puts up all these hypotheticals. I'm not really interested in hypotheticals. God's not interested in hypotheticals. God's interested in, this is what I say. Are you going to do it? And so we are called to be obeyers. God seeks for us to obey now. God, I mean, think about this, parents. When do you want your kids to obey? Now or later? Some of you say, I would take either one. But you want them to obey now. Isn't now the best time? As soon as you ask. And that's what God wants. He wants us to obey as soon as we ask. And Abram was a person who obeyed immediately. He was not only a listener, but he was a person who obeyed. And then, and then I come to the third point here. He kept and you might think there's some other things here that it talks about, and it does talk about there. He says, he said he, he had some things, he obeyed me, he listened. Uh, but it also says that he kept. And so the other day when I was, when I was reading this, I got, I got on the Google and I said, what is the definition of kept? I love that thing. I love that thing because mean, words mean things. And I don't think we, we think anymore about what words mean. This is what the word kept means. It says to retain. And then it says to continue a course. To honor a commitment. And this is one of the things that God loved about Abram. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't you love to hear what God loves about you? Wouldn't it be neat if God could say these things about you? When he thinks of you that he would say, like someday when he speaks to your kids that he says, oh, I remember your dad or I remember your mom. They, they listened to me and they obeyed me and they were a person who kept. And this means that they stayed the course, that they honored the commitment, that not only did he obey God once, but he kept obeying. The world is full of, and the church is full of who, people who have made a commitment at some time and then have, have somehow pulled away from that. Isn't it beautiful to watch people that make the commitment and follow the commitment and keep following the commitment even when it gets hard? I, I have more appreciation for our older people than I ever have in my, in my life. I think it's because I'm getting older. But I love the people who stick with it. That don't, when it, when it gets hard, they could just, they could just say, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll go do something else. But, but they don't. I, I, Lola 
helps me so much. And Rayetta and, and Eldon and Vola, because they stick, they, they stick with it. They stick with it. And, and even and if you ask them, they'll say, you know, if, I think sometimes we think, oh, well, our older people, they don't have any trials anymore in their life. Well, that is not correct. They have trials. They have health issues, and they have family issues, and they, have, they just have issues. And that's just the way it is. And, and they have to keep. They have to keep keeping on. And Isaac heard God say, your dad was someone who kept. Don't you want to be known to God as someone who kept? When the, when the day is over and, and life is over, I would want God to be able to say, Brian was one who kept. And, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have never thought about that one little word and how much it means. Being one who kept, one who continues the course, not just once in a while, but all the time. Someone who is down with the struggles of life and keeps on going. They keep, they keep keeping on. And, uh, and, and, and God says that these are things that, that he likes. I think one of the greatest things that God said about Abraham Abraham was that he kept. He kept listening. Even when God, and, and, and we see periods of time, long periods of time, when God wasn't saying anything. If you look in the Old Testament, they, God would speak, and then there would be long periods of time when he wouldn't speak. There was Noah, he would speak, and then there's long periods of time when he wouldn't. And Abram was one that kept listening, even when God wasn't saying anything. He kept obeying, even when it didn't look like it was the smart thing to do, he kept. We live in a world where kept is not used much anymore. We live in a world where kept is not honored anymore. We live in a world where when a man gives his word and it's not kept, then that's okay. But I'm going to tell you, when we don't keep our word, the world suffers. The world is in a bad place because word is not kept. Marriage vows are not kept, and our families are in a shamble. You understand that? Uh, Traditions of God, the laws of God are not kept, and truth and honor and morality are lost because people do not keep. We see destruction left and right because the things of God are not kept. When I go to uh, motels with Cindy and, and the kids and things like that, I like to watch them picker guys, them American picker guys, you know. And they go in to people who keep things, who keep things for a long time. And you ever notice that the people that keep things for a long time, that those things become more valuable as they keep them? We went to a, uh, to a little flea market deal down there in, in Branson, and I was, I was looking at the wall, and they had a brown glass jug with a hole in the side of it. It looked like, looked like a moonshine jug, but it was clear. It was brown glass that you could see through. And I turned around and looked at on the side of it, and I'm sure Kale's seen this, MFA insecticide that we used to put on those for the cows on their, on their rubs and stuff. 
$20 for an empty MFA insecticide jug. I'm going to tell you what. I have put more MFA brown glass insecticide. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Jodine? You've seen them. You're probably kicking yourself now. If you knew they were $20, you probably got a million dollars worth thrown away somewhere. I guarantee you, I got $1,000 in a, in, a, in a sinkhole on the backside of my dad's farm where we didn't see any use for them things. And I would line them things up when it would get time to throw them away and shoot them with my 22 and bust them things all to thunder. They're sunk down in the middle of the earth, thousands of dollars gone. I should have kept them. I wish I'd known at the time that I would, and I would have kept them. And, and you say, well, why, why are you talking about such a thing? It's interesting that when you watch that show, that lots of times, who is profiting from what the parents kept? Their children. Their children. And this is what, this is what I want to tell you tonight. You need to read uh, these verses 3 and 4 because... Isaac is profiting from his dad's relationship with the Lord. And, and it says all these things that Isaac is going to receive, and then God says why. And it's not because of the relationship that he has with Isaac at all. It is because, it's not because Isaac was listening. It's not because Isaac was obeying. It's not because Isaac had kept anything. God rattles off all these blessings and he says, because your daddy listened and your daddy obeyed and your daddy was one who kept. He kept. Parents, you need to be one who kept. It can be said of you when they put you in the grave, they were one who kept. Now, this is not a reason to listen and obey and keep obeying, and it's not a reason to keep because we don't, we don't have our relationship with the Lord for what it can do for our kids because it did not save Isaac, but he was blessed because of it. And it, we, we, we love God because we love God. But it is good to know, parents, tonight... That God shows favor to those who come after us because of our relationship with him. God shows favor to the kids of his kids. And uh, I want you to, to take time and listen to that. When you hear, do you, I mean, are you taking time to listen and obey when you hear, are you obeying? Are you obeying quickly? And do you keep obeying? Do you keep listening? Do you keep the commands that God has given you? Will it be said of you when you are old or when you are dead that you were a person who kept? I'm going to tell you this morning, this evening, this afternoon, tonight. Some of you have kids tonight who are in a bad spot. I know that because I'm your pastor. I want you to be encouraged tonight. 
I can't promise you anything. I don't know what God has. But I know what God's word says. And God's word says that he shows favor to your kids because of his love for you. Now you say, what does that mean, pastor? I have no idea. But God says, I show favor to the kids of my kids. And I don't know what that means. But that would encourage me tonight. That does encourage me tonight. That somehow or another, because I listen to God, and because I obey God, and because I try to keep the things that God says are important, that he looks on Landon and Robin and Lacey and Josh and Lindsay and Luke and my little grandkids. And he, the word says here that he blessed Isaac not because of what he had done, but because of the relationship that he had with his old dad. And if that would gain any favor at all between God and my kids, I would want to do that. That's not why I serve the Lord, but that is a great benefit, isn't it, tonight? And so maybe your kids are not exactly where they're supposed to be, and maybe you're praying for miracles and things like that, and I know that some of you are, but I want you to know when I read this, it so encouraged my heart to know that my relationship with God somehow pours out something on those who follow after me. And I want you to remember tonight to listen, to obey, and be one who keeps. Be one who can be said of, they kept. That word is important. And I pray that it is one that would describe you this evening. I want to.